centurion. That's what he said. He said, I made what Bichia is saying over. I made it in such a way that the Torah will never be forgotten. And he says about Bichia in the Madre Melech brings it down. Of course, last time he brings it down. It says that Bichia, when he passed away, you see in Shemayin after 120, the angels are lifting you in your chair. You're a Sadiq, you're a Ashugai. You did put on this boat in this world. You deserve the biggest honor. And it says that the rabbis are being picked up from angels. Imagine an angel. You know what an angel is? Go look in the Sehag. You got a second pair to speak about the angels. Go see what an angel is. How big an angel is. All these angels are huge. And they're holding the tzaddikim on their chair. They're lifting them up. You know, you go to the wedding. You're lifting Hatan up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? They're looking like the guy gets married, right? Right? The guy goes to 120. Sadiq! Sadiq Balair! Sadiq Balair! Yeah! They make a whole house there. They make a whole party. And get, they're carrying... They're carrying who? Rabbi Haya. No, sorry. All the Rabbanis. However, one rabbi they're not carrying. Which rabbi they're not carrying? Rabbi Haya. Why are they not carrying Rabbi Haya? Because... He bypassed that level. He became so great in this world that it's automatic. You don't have to pick it up. He's so high that they can't even touch his chair. He's so high. But what did he do? Listen, what, what Rabbi Hayat answers back. Rabbi Hayat says, you know what I did? I went ahead. I planted with seeds. I planted flax. Stand. I planted my own, you know, my own flock. After I did that, after it grew, I caught it, and I made a trap. And I would trap with this, I would trap animals, the cloth, to make cloth. You know, you have to get, I think, a deer or a cow or things like that. You have to get cloth. Why do you have to get cloth? They use the, what, the skin of the animal. Why do they use that? That's what you that's 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 to write on. So he said he took that trap, he trapped the animal, took the skin, wrote on the animal the Torah, right? Yeah, the same Torah, right? What do you think? What, what do you think the club is made out of? Right? Made out of the, the, the skin of the animal. So I took it, he wrote down the Torah, he wrote down the Mishnayot, he wrote, why? To teach, to teach the children that didn't know how to learn. So he would take the Torah with him, and he went to the next town, and he said, are you rebellion here? They tell him, no. No rabbi? No rabbi existed. Are you kidding me? He took five guys. One of them, he taught him Bereshit. The next one, Shmot. The next one, Vayikra. The next one, Bamidbar. The next one, Devari. Five, Chumash. Chamishet, 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 taught them. He taught them so good, he tested them. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Okay, very good. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to go to the next town over because i got to teach the next town also. But you guys teach each other. So all of you know. Did you teach Bereshit? You give a class to everybody on Bereshit. You know Shemot? You give a class to everybody in Shemot. You know Bereshit? You do the whole class. So he went to the next town over. He taught that and he taught that. And guess what? He kept on doing it. He did the Shishas to the Mishnah. Mishnayot, let's say. Now comes Mishnayot. He would teach him Mishnayot Shabbat. He would teach him Mishnayot Mishnayot Eruvim. Mishayot Sukkah, Mishayot Megillah. He told each, uh, one, one guy he told him one say, there's Ra'im, Mo'ed, Nashim, Nazikim, 
Each one had a whole entire section. You guys know yet. They taught it to everybody else. Now the whole town knows it. He made it in such a way that the Torah, he told the other rabbis, you know who you're messing with? Not in an arrogant way, not in a, oh, look at me, you know. Not like, oh, we would do that, you know what I'm saying? Yo, bro, you know who you're messing with? That's what we would do, right? They're not like us, right? you know what I'm saying? They would they'll leave they pitch their, 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 their left pinky toe uh, nail. They're so high, you know what I'm saying? Great. They went ahead and he said, no. Now, I ask you all a question. Everybody saw Rabbi Hayadik. Wouldn't it be much easier instead of planting your own flax and, 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 and going ahead, going out of your way to trap the deer or to trap the cow to get the crop? Just, it's much cheaper, much easier. Just go buy a cloth, go buy a cloth, and write it around the cloth. Why do you go ahead and, and give your whole bother yourself to plant the seeds in the ground, to make the flax, to make a net, to trap the animal, to get the cloth? Just buy a sefer Torah and go around with the sefer Torah. What was the problem? Why did he waste your whole so much time in planting it from the top? What? Everybody hears the question? Fine. It's not a way. I hear what you're saying. It's not a way. But you hear the question, right? I'm going to give you the answer tonight, though. I'm going to give you the answer. What's the answer? I'm going to ask you guys a little question with this. You ready? The Mishkan. We had the Mishkan. We had the first Beth Mikdash. We had the second Beth Mikdash. Did the Mishkan ever get destroyed? No. Never, did the Mishkan ever get destroyed? The Mishkan. It was with us in the desert. Did it ever get destroyed? No. Okay, so where is it? Huh? It's buried. What about it? Can we talk? <laughs> uh, where is it? I think getting like, ah, what are you talking about? No, it's Mishkan. Mishkan I'm talking about. No, not Mishkan. Not Mishkan. Sabotai. Mishkan is in Geniza. It's Geniza. It's still around. It's in Geniza. It's rabbit Geniza. First, you saw, yeah, somewhere. It's not, uh, Shem's not letting it, uh, it wasn't in any case in the hands of the Goyim. First Petamigdash. Was it was it destroyed? Yes or no? Yes. The Goyim had a had an ability to destroy it. Second Petamigdash. Destroyed or no? Now if I ask you, if I ask you, the Mishkan in essence was a portable Bet Migdash. That's what it was. Forty years we're in the Midbar. Hashem says, we're going to have a Mishkan, we're going to have a portable Bet HaMikdash, but as soon as you get into Israel, right, I want to start having preparations to build the Bet HaMikdash. So I ask you all, how is it when it came to the Mishkan, no Hashem, nothing happened to it, no Goyim took it, no this or that, but when it came to the first Bet HaMikdash, where we know there were 10 miracles that happened every single day and plus more. But ten that Bakabot says, imagine you go there, take meat, put it out, put raw meat outside for, for, for a minute. Outside in the thing. See how many bugs will come? No bugs. When you uh, uh, have smoke in the in the outside, you ever have a barbecue outside? You see the smoke going all over the place. Sometimes you're living right next door to a neighbor and he has all the smoke right in your face or you're sitting there all the smoke. Oh man, I can't take it. Oh, but then the Ben McDash the smoke went straight up. 
the wind did not blow the, 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 the smoke this way or that way. It went straight up. Imagine. The miracles happen every day, daily, 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 daily. It was so kadosh. What costed more money to, to make? So if you think about it, all these miracles are happening, all this, all that. And at the end of the day, was it a portable? It was portable. Mishkan was, was kabua. You know what kabua means? It was grounded in. It was, huh? The Beit HaMikdash. Beit HaMikdash. Was grounded in. The Beit HaMikdash was there. It was, it was, was it movable? So if anything, if you think about it, the, 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 the Mishkan would have been easier for the Goyim to get hands over. But no, it came the opposite. The Beit HaMikdash was, and the second Beit HaMikdash also. Tell me why. You know why? You know why? Hold your thoughts. See if you're going to say the same thing, yeah? Hold your thoughts. Like this, like this, like this. Like this. It says, it says, Forno brings it down. And I'll tell you like this and I'm going to elaborate. Forno says, in a nutshell, if you look, who, who was involved in building the Beit HaMikdash first and second? Beit HaMikdash, right? They brought in Shavuah Melech first, and you have to know there was some Goyim that were involved in the building. Second Beit HaMikdash, same way. However, the first Mishkan, when it was built, no going Totally, the holiest Jews were building the Mishkan. So in a nutshell, that's what he says. The best of Mikdash, first and second, being the fact the Goyim put their two cents in it, it didn't stand. But the Mishkan stood forever and ever and ever. It's in getting down now. It's in the treasure now. It's in his around the so you hear that at all? Somebody hears that? I'm saying they got destroyed, Bet Midash, right? Same. Okay, of course we know there's another Bet Midash in Shemayim. We know that. That's something else. There's a Mesech Chagiga in the second panic. says in one of the heavens, there's seven heavens in Shemayim, and one of the heavens is called Zevu. In Zevu is the, another Bet Midash. Okay, we know that. I'm not talking about physical at the end of the day. Physical over here, they, they were able to destroy it. So what, how, how is it possible? What's the difference? And the difference is the Goyim got involved. Now, wait, we have to understand. Let's just talk a little bit about it. First of all, it says, What does that mean, Take for me, what's Teruma mean? Take what? Take a donation. Can you just say, they're collecting for the Mishkan. And the Torah says, get donations from the people. To make a mishkan, so they could have just said, take donations. Why did it have to say, Why did it have to say Lee? You hear the question? It says, Take for me a donation. Just say, Take a donation. You know why? Because even when the people were giving money to the mishkan, it was so holy that it says Lee. 
Make sure you give the Shem Shamayim. Why are you giving? And guess what? Who are the collectors for the Mishkan? The 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 high the highest people that we had in Klal They were the ones that were going around. Moshe, the people, the Botai, we're building a Mishkan. Oh, why Moshe have to go around? Is that person have to go around? That person? Why the why the heavy? Because Moshe, but Tzal was involved. Why? Because they 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 would let's say they would ask the guy. Listen, you want to donate to Mishkan? Yeah, but what do you want to donate to Mishkan? What's the intention? What's the intention? Oh, you want to go show off to your boys? Yo, bro, look at that. That you see that menorah? By the way, that's that's my menorah. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that one? So so meaning before you give the donation, they're drilling you. One second, one second. Wait. Oh, you're giving only because I love Hashem so much, and I want a shechinat to come down in this mishkan, buddy. No problem. We, we'll take a donation. But what about you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, it's not a hundred. Hi, brother. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. But at the end of the day, what's going on? Now, I know what people are thinking. What do you mean? You're lucky I'm even giving. Blah, blah, blah. You take my money. Blah, blah, blah. I know, I know, I know what people are thinking. But, but I'm trying to build an idea, a hadush over here. Because it's, it's not over, by the way. It's not over. Don't worry. I'm telling you now, Beferush, on camera, everything like that, you give no matter what. Means to say, let's say a guy hears this place now. Oh, it's not this. I'm not really giving this. Rabbi, I'm not giving a donation. Uh, da, da, da. No, 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 no. Because the person might say, I'm only giving if it's, even if it's not the Shem give. Just keep on giving. Eventually, come on to the Shem Give and give and give. Hashem will reward you much more, much more, much more, much more. It's fine. It's okay. But let me tell you, let me just continue with this point. It says, Vasuli Mikdash. Why did it say Vasuli Mikdash? To say Vasuli Mikdash. Vasu Mikdash, what's me? Make for me, make with me. Make with Shem Shemayim. Make me a Mishkan, it's going on a Mishkan. Make me a Mishkan, but only with Shem Shemayim. What does it mean, Shem Shemayim? You know what it means? It means, only make the Mishkan for me means, I want you to build for Hashem Shekhinah to rest. No other reason. For Hashem Shekhinah to rest. And guess what I have news for you? You know what they say in the name of the Gaon Nevodah? Like, when I tell you this, I have it written right here. I can read it to you. What I'm telling you is going to blow your mind. Are you ready? He says like this. B'shem b'gaon I can read it to you. He says like this. If, if there would be a shul, if there would be a shul, now back in the day, I guess they had, um, they built the shuls out of wood, right? They built it out of wood. Right? She says, and the person Cutting it. That's like you're Jewish, right? The Jewish guy is cutting it. And he's having in mind, I'm cutting this wood right now, Lashem Shamayim, in order to build with this wood a Bet Knesset, a Bet Midrash, where Hashem's going to be, people are going to go pray to the Shekhinah in the house of Bore Olam. Then they cut the wood. And now when they finally got all the pieces, and they did that with every piece. Now, I imagine every piece, you know? Boom, boom, boom. Finally got all the wood together. Now the guy, the Jewish guy gets up there and he has his whole team, you know, the whole contractor team, yeah? Gets the whole contractor team. Okay, boys, you ready? We're starting it up. You ready? Before they put the first wood. Abotai, we are going ahead right now and we are building a bit. So people could come and people could play and people could grow. And they layer it up. One by one, one piece by one. Each time they're doing the same thing in the same life. From the beginning till the end, guess what the God says? 
guarantees the Gaon that every person in that goes to that shul, every single person that walks into that shul to pray, guaranteed he will have kavanah the whole prayer. I got me to chill too. You hear that? You hear that? Where's the chill? We got to build him. Oh, we're waiting. Yalla. <laughs> hey? So, so, so you, you hear that point? Do you hear what we're saying over here? Why? Why is that? Because so much from the beginning, 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 beginning was all the Shem Shaman, pure, 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 the Shem Shaman that has eternity in it. That has kiyum in it. And the second the Goyim got involved in the Beth Amidash to build it a little bit, already that Tusha, that Tusha was lost. We didn't have that. And that's why the Goyim had the power to destroy it. Masha'en came the Mishkan. The Mishkan was eternal. No Goy touched it. Excuse me, do not tear go. You know, you have the red line, you know, do not draw, you have the whole line, you know, this, 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 that was like that. No, no, you know, I'm one of you guys, the guys right there, one of you guys, let me in. No, 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 chest dancing over here. You know, this is a serious action. And guess what? That was for you. Listen to what it says with David Amelech. You know what it says, Pasuk says? By David Amelech, Shmuel is going to anoint David. And I quote, it says in the Pasuk, right? I'm going to send you to Yishai. Who's Yishai? Who's Yishai, tell me? And what I, Yishai was David Amelech's father. Yishai was David Amelech's father. So, I'm sending you to Yishai. Okay. Better luck me. Because I saw, Hashem says, I saw the Banav Limelech. I saw amongst his, amongst his kids a king. Go now to Yishai. Because I saw um, his, one of his kids is going to be king from them. But notice, Pazuk says, Kiraiti the Banav Limelech. I saw in one of his kids. Lee Mel, what do you say, Lee? Just say, I saw one of his kids that he's befitting to be king. Why did it say, I saw in one of his kids that it's befitting for me to be king? What does that mean? Why Lee? You understand? It says, Kiraiti Babanaf, Lee Mel. Forget it. Kiraiti Babanaf, Mel. You know why it says Lee? The dash brings it down. You know why? And Rabbi Arakala speaks this also out. He says like this Lee is the Shmi. Sometimes when a person imagines, you have right now, imagine right now you have a, okay, you're not going to have a prophecy, but you imagine you have a prophecy, you know, a guy comes over to you, by the way, we're changing the whole system around with the Jewish people. We, from now on, are going to do, we're making, starting tomorrow, we're making kings. One king, and they see in your dream, you're going to be the king. Now, what are you feeling at that? King? I'm going to have power. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have uh, money. I'm going to have a uh, 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 say. Everybody's going to know me. I get to have more than one wife. I don't know. You know I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> anyway. 
right? So, so, so Nadi, the king, you're the king. Guess what? Nadib, only, he had one reason to be king. No other, because to serve Hashem. Hashem, you want me to be king? I don't want to be king. The only reason why I want to be king is because Hashem, you want me to be king. That's the only reason. Imagine that. Do you know what that is? Imagine tomorrow somebody will tell you, I'm going to make you a billionaire, but you have to have Hashem Shemai, that you only want the billion? Billionaire, you're going to be richer than Amazon. Babe, you're going to make your own Amazon. You're going to wipe him out. You're going to make him out of business and you have your own thing. But on one condition, if you have a mind, they, they only want it. The reason why you want it is only because this is what Hashem wants. Because this is what Hashem wants for you, that's the only reason I want it. Otherwise, I don't want it. Could you do that? David Amelech was on that level to say, guess what? I only want to be king because that's what Hashem wants. That's what I want. I don't care to be king. I'll, be, I'll do my own thing, regular, this, this, that. I'll be, I'll be king because that, that's what you want. But otherwise, I don't, I don't need to be king. So guess what? Because he was so Hashem Shamayim, it says, from his lineage, David, from his lineage, all the way down, all the kings are going to come from his family. The dynasty of David. Why? Because he had it. He had it in He had it in his bones. He had it as he accepted it, as he was anointed. He knows, I'm doing it because this is what I said. Well, you see, there is eternity, eternal success when a person has it in mind that all he wants is because has it That's it. I'll give you an example. There's a guy, Doris Gass. He lives on East 9. All right? Over here, East 9. All right? Doris Gass. And the reason why I'm telling you his name is because I remember I was learning in Yeshiva and uh, one of the Rebbeim, by Saruya, stopped his lunch time, lunch break. And uh, he says, Rabotai, uh, yeah, we're just going to go down the block for a minute. Okay, well, what's the occasion, you know? Just come, come. Okay. We go there. All the Avrechim, the learning guys, the little boys, right? And the rabbis. And we all put the, you know, the, those hats, the construction hats. So what's going on over here? Hard hat, we're going to hard hat area. This, that. What's going on over here? He was building a house, right? And they were putting... The first cement in the house. He said, I'm not going to let the God put the first cement. I want B'nai Torah. I want guys who are learning Torah all day. They should put my first cement in my house. They should put the Kedushah that's going to last in my house. We all went ahead real for the day. And then whatever, the truck continued, you know. But, but you hear what I'm This is a sensitivity that a person has to know before he takes an undertaking, you have it in mind beforehand, I'm doing it for Hashem. I'm doing it for Hashem. And that will give you your hatzlacha. It will give you your success. Another example. A guy is getting married. Or a girl. A guy is getting married. Now, what is he thinking when he's walking down that aisle in the hotel? How's my bow tie? How's my suit? You bro, I, 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 the gel's good. Everything's good. Yeah, smell good. Like, yo, know, this suit is, <laughs> you know. Or what is he thinking? He's thinking in his mind, Hashem, 
I'm doing this to you. I'm doing getting married for you. You know why? Because I want to have more children in your army. I want to have kids that's going to come serve you, that's going to come to Beth Knesset and pray, that's going to learn your Torah, that's going to give tzakah, that's going to do kindness. That's the reason why I'm getting married. Tell me, you know what's Kedusha? You're putting down every step you're walking down that aisle. You know how much, you know how Shem is looking down? He's shower, he's throwing the bucket of Beracha, like the whole bucket. The whole thing's coming down straight out. Yo, wow, that's pretty easy. Thank you, Rabbi. Great. I didn't know. Whoa. It's the same thing. A lady, a girl's getting married. What are you getting married for? What? Tell me, what, are you, what is she getting for? All my, all my friends are getting married. I'm getting married. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If, I, if I get over a certain, Rabbi, I'm getting married. I'm getting married. I'm getting married. <laughs> or, or the girl's understanding as she's walking down that aisle, she's taking the steps. I'm going to build a body name on the Israel. You know, I'm going to build a body name. I want to shine my house. I'm going to teach my little kids before they go to sleep to say Shema Israel when they wake up. I'm going to make sure they watch until I get by. Imagine what kind of chef of because that's the beginning of your life. Now, if you're married already, so have that in mind now. All right. And then what? Or, you know what? Tell your kids when they get married, before you walk down, teach your kids. You're entitled to give chinuch. Nothing entitled. You have to give a training to your children. Train your kids. By the way, you're getting married. Have a mind. This is this. You have a son. Tell him before. That's what it is. And guess what? It's the biggest barakah that he'll be getting. Because it's the beginning. When something starts fresh in the beginning, L'Shem Shamayim, rest assured, there's to you. There's success. And what I'm going to tell you a scary story right now. It's half scary. All right, court is scary. You listening? All right, that's it. Anybody hear of a, name, a man, a, a big gadol, actually? It was Abu Yah. You ever hear of Abu Yah? You know who Abu Yah is? Let me explain. Let me explain. There was a man named Abu Yah. Gadol, I should say. Big, big hacham. And he had a child. He had a boy. So by the bris, he invited the, the biggest rabbi. They gave him the honor. One was the Yeshua, the Yeshua, they all came. So two of the rabbis, the Yeshua, they were learning. And they said, listen, everybody, the Brimi is not starting yet, whatever it was there. Let us come, let us learn. So they, they started learning, the Yeshua. The father of the boy, the father of the boy saw when these two rabbis were learning, fire came out above their, you know, above their tent. Imagine you're walking by and you see like a flame of fire. Like, whoa, what's going on? You know? It was the, it was the Torah. It was the Torah, you know? Well, you think, well, you think what we're learning over here, there's not fire, there's fire coming around. You can't see it. You cannot see the fire, but there's fire. They say about Hillel, the smallest of Hillel. says in the second Tukah, go look it up. It says over there, all the Rabbanim, it was the Hillel, you know, somebody who me, that the, the highest uh, student of Hillel, when he was learning, every bird that flew over his uh, roof died. It burns. He, so now he's learning, all the fire is going straight to Shammai. I think the bird runs straight in the fire pole, he dies. I think what I'm telling you. It's another rabbi. Imagine, you're on fire. 
when a person's learning, you just know he's on fire. It says, heaven forbid, if in the middle of your learning, it says, listen to say, how you got? It says a person, if he's in the middle of learning, and he stops, heaven forbid, in the middle of his learning for mundane things, you know? You know, in Shriyot, it says, they put in his mouth after 120, like the hottest, hottest burning coals they put in his mouth. So I always had a question, why, why, why take that hot burning coals? Why? Because as he was learning, he was on fire. So all these coals are on fire. Now you stop learning, you, you took out the fire. Listen, you, know, you got you to gotta distinguish the fire. Hey, open up your mouth. Hey, you know? that's, how, that's how strict it is. Because when we're learning Torah, you don't know the Olamot. You don't know the 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 the, the Maran Shuchan Aruch, no Shuchan Aruch. Maran Shuchan Aruch. The Magid used to come to him. Magid was the Malach. He used to come and he used to teach. With, he used to learn with the Rabbi Yosef Cairo. And one time he told him, I have this in a stamp and I'll show it. You have it in my house. I can read word for word. He says over there, he says, the Malach tells Maran, if you would know this is what if you would know and see when you're learning Torah how much worlds you're creating. First of all, you never stop, and the second you stop learning, all the the worlds that you could have made, a person would commit suicide. He choose you choose to die over that. Why? Because imagine I give you an example. Imagine a guy. I tell you. Imagine right now. I tell you. By the way, you. Right there, I'm giving you the Powerball numbers. What is the Powerball numbers? 5, 8, 15, 13, 18. Now, you remember that? Boom. I know you got it. He writes it all down. You want it. Boom. Powerball, that's the exact numbers. That's the exact numbers I have. You look. You say, honey, honey, what'd you do with my pants? I had a ticket over there. I just won the Powerball. Oh, I didn't know. I sent it to the dry cleaner. Oh, my goodness. He goes to the dry cleaner. He takes the pipe. We don't see nothing. And they don't have another. The guy will commit suicide. What, the guy want to commit suicide? The guy go crazy. Maybe he won't, Eddie. Maybe he won't. Uh, but he'll go crazy. Come here, he feels like this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll go wild, right? He'll go wild, right? So he says, imagine when a person's learning and he stops learning. For no good reason. He just got to stop learning. Why not coming to Shua tonight? Rabbi, I'm not in the mood. You know what? You were just lost. Why not coming to Shua tonight? Tell me why. I'm not in the mood, Rabbi. I want to just chill. I had a long day in my back. You know, I need a ah. He didn't relax the back. Do you realize you just lost the Powerball number? After 120, guaranteed. Not, not, not maybe. It's not maybe. It's guaranteed the Powerball number you lost. Finished. And a guy will kick himself in the head 16 million times. Why did I miss? Why did I miss? Why did I miss? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Was I thinking? A million times. That's the power of the Torah. Power of the The reward that you will get for every one word of Torah. Hafez Chaim says you can speak 200 words in, in a, I think in a minute he said, 200 words in a minute. You know how much, every single word of time, 613, because forget about it, forget about it. We'll tell you. Bottom line is, he saw this fire, and he said, if this is the power of the Torah, I'm sending my son full to learn that. And guess what? His son in the beginning, 99.999% of what his father said that he's sending his son to learn was Hashem Shammai, right? Little, Hashem Shammai. But he had a percentage, a percentage he had that was saying, look at the power. It could, it could burn. I want my son to be able to
what he learned. Guess who the son became? Anybody want to guess? Huh? Jay Z. Elisha. His name was. His name was Elisha Ben Abuya. You know who Elisha Ben Abuya was? You know? Do you know who Elisha Ben Abuya was? Four people went to Shemaim. Four people went to Shemaim when they were here. My Lord, according to one opinion of Rashi, also taught in the second period, Hayyah speaks about it. It was in a dream, not in a dream, or it was physical, actually up. Ben Azai, Ben Doma, Akhir, and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva came out peacefully. Ben Azai, Yitzit Vamed. Ben Doma, Nifga. Akhir, Rishab, Rabbi Akiva, Kisel, Ben Etiyo, Zitzel. Kisel, Ben Etiyo, he went off. He went off. It goes on to so much to say. That there was a heavenly voice that came on in Shemayim that says, Shubu Barim Shorim Chutzma Acher. Everybody can come back except Acher. After that, they called him Acher. Because he went up, he said, If I'm not going to get to the next world, I'm going to go chill in this world. He went to the Zona. Hey, there's another one. Are you Acher? You only shabbat every year. You're the biggest of the biggest. I can't go with you. You're the biggest rabbi. He pulled on Shabbat, the Puglai says, a radish. And she said, Acher, you're someone else. And then, after that, after that, after that, they say, some, some, some of us should say that from that lady, since she says Achet, they call him Achet. You see one time maybe in Pekavot, but otherwise, and one of the, one of the Mephashim explained is because in the beginning, his father was all the Shemayim, but a little bit, not the Shemayim. You want it because you want power? You want it because you want fire? Oh boy, it could it could veer. It could have an effect later on in life. You want me to tell you one more thing about this Lishma? And that is Bnei Sakhar, Bnei Sakhar, you ever hear of Bnei Sakhar? He one time asked the Ruminiver Rav. Ruminiver was a big, 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 together. He asked him once, Rabbi, I don't understand. They're both huge. They're both huge. But ain't Sakhar, you have to say that when he was a young child, the doctors were forcing him to stop learning. He couldn't, he couldn't stop learning. His father locked him up in, in, in like, a, like a, a jail cell because he couldn't stop learning. His eyes were getting affected. He was learning 24-7. He didn't stop. Imagine looking in the book. Imagine looking in the book for 18, 20 hours straight, not stop. Imagine right now, looking in the book, 20 hours straight. His eyes were like, whoa, he didn't take a break. They had to lock him up in, in like a cellar in order not to find a, 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 any, anything to learn because he didn't, he, his eyes needed just to break for a little bit. Then 23 hours you're learning, oh, you don't stop. Until finally what happened was he couldn't take it because he was living. He found a mazor, Rosh Hashanah mazor, and he just kept on reading the mazor. They say from there he knew the whole mazor, Rosh Hashanah, he knew, he went to the high holidays, he knew the whole, I mean, everything, the whole prayers from the beginning to the end, I don't know the whole thing about yeah. How do you know the whole thing about We only read it one time a year, you only read it one time a year. How do you know the whole thing about And he told him the story because one time when I was young, and they said I was huge. He asked the Ramin of Arab, he told the Ramin of Arab, why is it that sometimes you have, so the kids, young guys, young guys, yeshiva guys, they're sitting there, they're going good, they're 11, 12, and all of a sudden they get older, and then they want to start, you know, you want to check it out, let me check this out, let me check that out. Take the situation, why, why, why? So what? What happened? It was so kadosh, it was so taon. I'm going to read to you what he said. This is, we don't see how. What he reads to you? 
because I know this is very hard to believe, but this is what he says. This is what he says, boys. Heshiv al kach, Arab Kadosh, Merimanov. The Merimanov answers him like this. Shasibal Kufazuhi. What's the reason for this? Mishum Sha'avotehem, Shel Otam Ne'ari, the fathers of those little kids, Askum Masam, Matan Shalobe Muna. When they did business, the Mamon was mixed in with Gezim. Their parents, what happened? He made an order. Oh, yeah, five thousand. Yeah, I'll take five thousand dollars. He sends him the order. It's all fake goods. I got a call today. I don't know what to do. I just paid five thousand dollars. The guy said, We fake goods. I told him, Listen, this is a fake goods. He said, I don't care. You took it, you bought it, no refund. Son, you're crazy. He sold fake goods. What, what, what are you doing? So, therefore, now, big deal. But now, what do you do? He takes that money. He feeds his kids. He feeds his kids. It's all money. Stolen money. Now his kids have that in them already. So because they had a minute already, it had a psoul in them. And... You know who Rebchai Velazhina is? He was the student of the great Gaon Nevilna Gura. The Gura. You know the Gura? The Gura. And he said like this. The Gura said like this. He came in and he wanted to open a yeshiva. He said, please, I want to open a yeshiva. And he was excited. I want to open a yeshiva. First yeshiva in the world. In the world, I'm telling you. First yeshiva in the world. So he says to him, usually the goal would answer of Chaim in a heartbeat. Yes, no, yeah. Uh-huh. This time, he didn't say a word. He didn't say anything. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. Of Chaim left. He said, there's no way. If he, if he kept quiet this time, I'm not opening up the... Some people say three years later he went back again. And he asked him, should I please open up the yeshiva? It's a great idea. He said, yes. So remember, I don't understand. Three years ago when I got in, what did you say? No, he didn't say no. He just kept away. It meant, it meant like, I'm not, I'm not giving you beracha. I come down and he said, go do it. What changed? What changed? Is it good or bad? What would change? Listen to what the Gaon said. He said, when you first came, you came to me with such enthusiasm, excitement, I thought that maybe it wasn't a hundred, a hundred, a hundred percent of the Shemayish. Maybe you had one percent because of the excitement, the Yetzirah is not going to give you the excitement, but you're so excited, maybe you had one percent or a half a percent ulterior motives. So if I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't let you open the, I, I, could, I couldn't even let it, because later on in, in life, it could it could fail, because in the beginning, you didn't start with a good foundation. You know, when you have a house, you have a foundation, and the foundation's uh, not good, fine, so you can live in it, live in it, until something, there's a leak, and then all things collapse. Because I saw in the foundation from the beginning, when you first bought it, it might have been not 100, 100, 100. But now I see the second time around, I see for sure you're 100%, I give you my beracha, and it'll be my beracha. When you start, that, that's the thing. When you're starting a business, you're starting a company, you're starting this, thing, have in mind, Hashem Shemayim, I'm doing it in order. It is, what, do you, what do you need that much money? Why that? Why do you need more and more and more? Why, why for what? I want to help out this, and I want to help out that organization. I want to help the shul. I want to help the Vividash. I want to help the Orange I want to help Jerusalem. I want to help millions of things. Whatever you want to help out. I, I want to help poor people. I want to help out. Okay. So now you're doing it with Shem Shemayim? Huh? 
But what's your intention? And you can't fool God. Hashem knows your intentions. You understand? Hashem knows your intentions. Yeah, yeah, oh, you know, exactly. No, I'm saying Hashem knows your intentions. And that's the same thing in everything in life. You know, they, they even go so far, even when the person before he's having Tashmish, he should have in mind that he wants to have a kid, have in mind that Hashem Shamayim, that this, uh, this kid should be a uh, Tadiq. That's how crazy it goes. I don't want to say, but I said it. Serious. Because the beginning of something has Kiyum, has eternity. And that's why in everything that you do in your life, it doesn't have to be, especially when you're doing a project, but I'm saying everything that you're doing in your life, have in mind the Shem Shemaim, have in mind. You know, there was a great rabbi, and I don't know if it is, there was a great rabbi, his name was Baruch, Baruch Franco. I have it over here, let me just bring it to you. You want to hear a crazy story? Baruch Franco, that was his name. Should I tell you a crazy story? What happened was, Allah became blind at the end of his life. And listen to what happened. At the end, he had, a, he had an argument with somebody. So he said the Rashbah was like this. No, the Rashbah was like that. He took a Rashbah. You know the Rashbah? Rashbah was a safe Rashbah. He wanted to be Shonim. And this Rabbah Frank lost his life. He couldn't see the other The other person that was learning with him read the thing. And when he read the Rashbah, he saw that it wasn't like Rabbah Frankel. Rabbah Frankel said the Rashbah says this, 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 and this. He said, no, I saw it. They didn't say it like that. Robert Frankel went to his bed, went to his bed, started crying nonstop. His his wife came in. They couldn't understand why are you crying until his oldest son came in. And when his oldest son came in, he said, "I'm the reason why I'm crying because I, I got the Rashba wrong." He said, "Wait, let's read the Rashba." He read the Rashba, and it, and Robert Frankel said, "Oh, that's that's what I said. The guy must have read it wrong." So he said, "Why are you crying?" He said, "Because my whole life, before I learned Torah, I said I'm learning Torah Hashem Shemayim." I'm learning Torah for Hashem's sake. And because I did that, I was able to remember the whole Torah, everything I learned, because I did it for Hashem. This time, I thought maybe I didn't learn the Rashbah, the Hashem Shemaim, that's why I forgot it. But I see Baruch Hashem, I did, because that's what it says. Get this lesson straight. And I have news for you. Where did they get cedar wood to build the Mishkan from, tell me? They put cedar wood in the Mishkan. Where did they get the cedar wood from? You know where they got the cedar wood from? Yaakov, before Yaakov, before he went down to Egypt, he knew many years later they were going to build a Mishkan. So he took it with his bare hands, he cut it with his bare hands, carried it, carried it to Egypt, planted it in Egypt, waited until that, and he told them, they said, listen, do not leave Egypt without taking these cedar woods because you're going to build a Mishkan from this. You know why? Because Yaakov understood from the beginning when the foundation is strong, it'll last forever. That's the lesson tonight. And that's what we have to take home. Before you start your day, tomorrow morning, you're going to start your day. Why are you living? Tell me, why are you living? Hashem, I'm living to serve you. Boom. Tomorrow morning, you open up your eyes, you say like that. Hashem, I'm, ser- I'm, I'm living to serve you. Trust me, I'm going to just keep on pouring and pouring. pouring. Go, Where did this all come from? What's going on? You know why? Because about time you woke up and you smelled the coffee and said, you know what? Say it. But after you finish with it, say, you know why I'm living today? I'm living, Hashem, to serve you, to do what you want me to do. That's why I'm living. And everything I'm going to do today is for you. Trust me, you know Hashem is going to put on a big, 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 big smile and 
looked down and he said, that's my son. <laughs> 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 <laughs>